theyeshiva.net. This sicha of the Rebbe is from Lakutta Sichas Chelik Laman Hey, Parshas Vayishlach. It was said on Parshas Vayishlach and Vayeshav Toshem and Vav. I actually had this chus and vividly recollect the Rebbe hearing the sicha directly from the Rebbe at the Fabrengen. And uh, I vividly remember the impact it made because, as you will see, the Sheer Chiddush. A novel approach in the theme that he discusses. I don't remember. I don't remember. Not in my memory, maybe somebody else's. In my memory, I remember Dovshim and Vav, what last year Vesachosht. Aleph. But it is connected to the theme of the Sikha that we learned in Parshas told us about Vayigdalu Ana'arim and also what we learned last week about uh, uh, Yaakov Esav about Yaakov having the men first and Esav having the women first what we learned on Thanksgiving Thursday so both themes told us and Vayetze this is like a continuation of Hamshach Aleph the Pasuk says in Vayishlach, Vatetze dina basleya asha yalda liyakov lidiz bebnei sa'aretz. The beginning of the story of Shechem, the famous story of Dina and Shechem, how does the Torah open up the story in the Perik Lamedalet? That Dina, the daughter of Leah, who gave birth to Yaakov, went out to look at the daughters of the land. And then the Pasuk continues that Shechem saw her, and he abducted her, and he violated her, and he kept her in his mansion. And then he and his father came to negotiate with Yaakov about a marriage. They could have said Bas Yaakov. She's the daughter of Yaakov too. No, Bas Leah. Leah gave birth to Yaakov. In other words, Leah was Yaakov's wife, so she mothered his children. But it doesn't say Bas Yaakov. So Rashi, why? Because of her quality of going out, she's called the daughter of Leah. Leah was also somebody who went out. Ah, one second, one second. You mean in Teira It says that Leah is Amadeskasia, Leah is Machshava, Leah is concealment. He's asking, how does it fit? Okay, so Shailav Teira versus Rashi. We'll soon see. Where do you see that Leah would go out? She also went out. It says, What's the story? They translate the doyim as mandrakes or jasmine. Exactly what the doyim were, but some type of plant, or according to the Medrash barley. But Reuven brought something precious to his mother Leah, and Rachel asked Leah for it. And Leah said, It's enough, you have my husband. You took my husband, you're going to take the Dudoyim too, the Jasmine too, the Mandrakes too. So Rachel said, okay, so tonight you'll have my husband, you'll have Yaakov. When Yaakov comes home that evening from work, Leah didn't stay in the tent. Leah went out to greet her husband. And she told Yaakov, come here, 
I rented you, so to speak. I purchased you for the dedoyim of my child. And Yaakov went into the tent, and as a result of that, Yisachar was born. So we see that Leah also went out. Vatetze Leah. Leah went out to greet her husband from the tent. She walked out of the door. On who is the famous statement, the famous slang in Yecheskel, like mother, like daughter? It was said on this. Dina is Vatetze Dina. Who did she take after her mother, Vatetze Leah? Like mother, like daughter. And according to this, Rashi explains why it says Bas Leah, not Bas Yaakov. Because in this, she reflected her mother, who would go out. That's Rashi. You have to understand. Why would Rashi, who's interested only in Pshat, literal translation, choose this, this Pshat, which brings out the disgrace of Leia? Saying Dina went out, and what happens? She's abducted by Shechem. Who did she take this from? Leia. There's a cloud that bederach cloud. If there's no stam benefit, the Torah doesn't. The Torah wouldn't even discuss the disgrace of the, the disgrace of an unkosher animal. That's why it says behemashe nena tahoyde noyach. It doesn't say behemetmeya. The Gemara says v'karpidosh Rashi zechet tzadik levracha. Rashi said in the beginning of noyach when you mention a tzadik, ela told us noyach. You say ish tzadik. You can't say she's trying to diminish the disgrace of Dina like a limutzchus. It's not her fault. It's like not her, it's her mother. You're being malamutzchus on the daughter by, so to speak, denigrating. If you're going to say, Rashi has a good shayla, he has to answer the question. What do you want from Rashi? It says in Chumash, it doesn't say Bas Yaakov. could have said Bas Yaakov. It says Bas Leyashi So Rashi has to explain the title, is trying to emphasize the kinship between Leia and Yaakov, and Leia, and between Leia and Dina, you can give a Pashta answer. Rashi himself said in Vayetze, why was Dina born? Because of Leia's prayers. Rashi explained, Rashi explains that really Leia was carrying a daughter. But then she realized that if she gives birth to a daughter, Rachel will be inferior even to the maids Bila and Zilpah, because Yaakov was destined to have 12 sons. If Leah would have a seventh son, so 8, 9 for Bila, 10, 11 for Zilpah, and Rachel would only have one child, so Rachel would be inferior to the maids. So Leah felt terribly bad for her sister, and she prayed, and therefore the fetus was transformed, Rashi says this, from a male to a female, and that's why she was named Dina, because Dona Din Ba'atzma, she was... Harsh. She judged. She judged herself for allowing her to have seven sons and her sister not even two. So it was transformed. So you could say. So Mela, who gets the credit for the very birth of Dina? Is Leia. She prayed for. So Rashi could have said that, and it doesn't bring out the disgrace of Dina and Leia. Why do you automatically assume that it's a disgrace? It doesn't say anything that it was a. 
You're answering well. You're answering well. The Pashtos, when people read the Rashi, what do they feel? Since it brought to a negative result, right? That she was abducted. So Rashi, like, what is she doing? Why does she go out? So at least a superficial interpretation would be that it's more prone to the negative side. Because she went out and she got into trouble. But uh, you're making a good observation. You're saying Rashi doesn't say anything negative. Rashi says, goes out. Why? But Tate Because the quote is, is, is a nice story. She went out to read her husband. You'll see, Taka, that most Mepharshim learn Rashi negatively, but Taka the Rebbe takes this approach that Rashi didn't mean anything negative. Good, the Zog's good. We'll see in a moment. It's the biggest question. This is your Kasha. Yaakov going out to Leia wasn't disgraceful. Adarab. It says, God listened to Leah and he gave her another child, Yisachar. What did he listen to? She didn't say anything. So Rashi explains, what did she listen to? What did he listen to? That she was craving to have more children. The word Yatsanis implies, you know, she went out to places she doesn't belong. But here you can't say that. It says that Rashi, Rashi himself says that Hashem listened to her tefillah. It was a positive thing. She wanted Shvatim. She was eager. She went out to greet Yaakov because she was eager to have more children. Stami brings in Ada 9 a fascinating thing from the Shach. The Shach the Sifsi Kayan writes that since Dina, <laughs> this is a very radical, I think, idea of the Shach, that since Dina was really a man, she was just transformed in the fetus, so she had masculine qualities, therefore she went out. She didn't stay home. Because as you know, before the revolution of feminism, <laughs> the Chalda say there was that women were more domesticated. Right? Huh? In some neighborhoods in New York too. I'm on the five towns, but uh, some neighborhoods in New York too. So the Shach says, you see the Shach says, The Dina actually had quality, masculine qualities. And the Zacher goes out, so therefore, therefore she went out. That's what he says. And, and who was born from that, from the boy? It was Yasef. He didn't like girl. He pulled his hair a little bit. <laughs> No, this is the egg. From who does this? But the shach doesn't say this. No, I know, but this is. Uh, I don't know. No. Do you mean Yosef was born from from Asnas? No, no, no. no, no, no. no they switched the thing. Oh, oh so he was. He, so he was decorating himself. He was the dina, so to say. From a god, I'm saying. Can he repeat it? Huh? Can he repeat it? 
No, no, no. I just want to know if it's because uh, this side I saw in a lot of places. The other side I never saw about Yosef. In other words, why is it b'derech melach? It's not b'derech melach. But Pashtas, it's not like that. That's why I'm wondering. But Pashtas, it's not like that. Dina was in the womb. Yosef wasn't born yet. So Yosef Pashtas was also. No, there's even a shot that he Rachel was pregnant already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's even a shot that he was mamish switched. Oh. It says mamish. It says nefach. Okay. Who said Rachel was pregnant with a girl? Or the boy. Maybe she died from that. It shouldn't be a girl. It's, a, it's also a tzvila shav. After 40 days. Right, that was the nest here, yeah. It's a tzvila Okay, so this is his kash. Like he asked. trying to explain what happened to Dina. She did the wrong thing. Why is she doing in the streets of Shechem? the basmalach pnima. He brings an ayah from Leia. Leia was going to greet her husband. She wasn't going to the streets. She went out to greet her husband. And that's why it's 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 logical to say Shakavana said Ashi not like not like the Pashtas. Like, like, like some people would want to interpret. When reading the story, you might want to start blaming Dina. So Rashi is coming to negate it and saying, no, just like by Leia, it's obvious that what she did was positive. By Dina, it was also positive. In other words, her act on its own was a positive act. There's a medrash that clearly, explicitly states the negative, that there was, there was, it wasn't modest of them. But Ashley Befeder doesn't say that. He's very neutral. If this is Pshat and Ashi, you should explain. By Leia, it says something positive. She went to greet her husband because she wanted to have children. Fine. By Dina, he just says, she was like Leia. So the Rebbe is coming. So Bapashtas people want to learn what is Ashi trying to say. It was a negative act, and she learned it from her mother. So he says, it doesn't make sense. Why would he choose that? Certainly not Dina and Leia. And second of all, Leia was positive. So the Rebbe is now being Mechadish. No, like you said, Ashi is actually trying to imply something positive about Dina. That her going out was not a negative act, it was a positive act. It was a good act. And how do we see this? Because the same Bateitze says by Leia, and the potato here says Bas Leia, not Bas Yaakov. Because the potato wants to teach us that she's emulating her mother. And her mother's Bateitze was certainly a sacred, a positive, a noble Bateitze. And that's also Dina's Bateitze. So her act itself, although it brought to negative results, but her act and her intention itself was a positive thing. Now the question is, what would be positive about Bateitze Dina? Leia, I understand. She went to greet her husband. What's positive to go to the streets of Shechem? Says this Rashi doesn't have to explain. Why not? Because it's already clear in our previous Rashi. Vahabir Bazaar. In Parshas Vayishlach, Rashi says that Yaakov Avinu took his wives and he took his eleven sons and they went to greet Esav. Binyamin wasn't born yet, but where was Dina? And Rashi Nasna Beteva Venal Bifanashalayitan Ba Esav Enov. He locked her up, he closed her up, he concealed her, so Esau shouldn't put his eyes on her. Yaakov was punished, this is Rashi, because he held her back from his brother. Why? Maybe she would actually change Esau. 
And at the end, she ended up by Shechem. Because it's a Suffolk, that Dina might have a positive influence on Esav, therefore Yaakov has to put his daughter in danger, maybe it will be the other way. Maybe Esav will put his eyes on her and, and, and violate her. It will have an opposite influence. And not only that, as a result of this, let's say it was wrong of him, as a result of this, it should have such a severe result. And this is all in Ashi. You have to say, Aleph, you have to say, we'll soon see. You have to say that the Maila of Dina was so great, there wasn't a Shaila. She certainly had the power to change Esau. It was clear. Base. Number two. Yes, to bring back a Russia to Tshuva is such a great thing, there's nothing greater than that. And therefore, it's Kedai, it's Kedai to expose Dina for that. Although Rashi says, Shema Tachzerena Lamutuf. Huh? That what? No, it says that she's not around by the meeting of Esau. Because there was such a punishment for what Yaakov did, and seemingly no, no, there's such an oral tradition. It's in Medrash, but Rashi proves it from the pasuk because there's a question of the pasuk. That's why Rashi has to say it. Well, he's not finished. He just started. One second. For it would be a Suffolk, you can't punish him for it. Because it's also a Sakana for her. So he says, really, you have to say that it was clear Dina's power was so obvious. There was no Shaila that Dina and Esau, she's going she's gonna, to, as they say, uh, wear the pants in the house. Esav is going to be changed. That's not a shalom. Masha Kosov Rashi Shema Tachzeren Alamutov Hu Lefidati Shal Yaakov She'en Li Yaakov Lekvoye Bevados Shetachzeren Alamutov Ki Seif Seif Adav Atalui B'chirasya Shal Esav You could never say something certain about somebody else. Somebody else has to choose it. But from the perspective, objectively, it was clear that Dina would have the influence on him. And it's such a big maila that Yaakov not allowing Dina to do that had very severe consequences. According to this, you say the Nashi, you could say the Gam Kavonas Rashi Kanal Darachitzias Dini Lemalayusa. If so, this is the truth shot here in Nashi. What Rashi means about Dina going out is a positive thing. Meaning the Kivan Shaya Bekoicha shall dinner lahaxalamutava filos asavarasha, move on the Zeshiva Tatsi Dina Lidas Bivnais Arats, Lahasikhasvashalam Yitsiya Shalhepachatsnias. Allah Adira, but Lidas Bivnais Arats could they lahzid on the mutav. If this was the power of Dina, so he taiches, she went out to the streets of Shem not because she was immodest and she wanted to mingle with nightlife in Shem. Rather, she went out because she was like an abchina of ashlichus. She went out because she knew her influence that she will be able to change 
the B'noi Saharits, not stop to see the B'noi Saharits and be influenced by them, to see the B'noi Saharits and influence them. Lach zir on the mut. And this is this is what Rashi says that she's bas leya. Leya's going out was positive, and Leia had this quality of going out. So this good quality of Dina that she could go out and influence the B'nai Saris and positively came from her mother who also went out. So it's not a negative thing. Rashi saying that from Dina's perspective it was positive. Where do you see this in Dina? You see the fact that she even had the kayak to transform Asaf, who was so much older than her and who was Asaf or Russia. Nonetheless, and she's an uncle. So she's inferior to him as far chronologically speaking. And nonetheless, she could influence him. So Amela, B'nai Saris is the same quality. The Rebbe brings in 18, La'achazman, La'achazman, after he said this, Heidani chachem echad, Shalderech zepirish bebe'er mayim chayim, Ala teirika. L'bala mechabe sefer sedudish shal Shabbos. There was a Yid, his name was Reb Chaim Chernovitzer. He was a student of the Magad of Mizritch. He wrote a sefer called Sedudish shal Shabbos, on about Shabbos, and he has a sefer be'er mayim chayim. So he says, She yitzias dinais l'shem shamayim, La'achnis antachasel kanfi ashchina. It's a sefer of chassidus, be'er mayim chayim. So he says, Taka this word, Teirani Chachmada, Yedina went out to be the Machzah B'Tshuva. Elashem he finishes off his Pshat. Achar kolzei ne'akosav tzavach v'omar kol kvudah basmalach p'nima. After everything, the Torah screams, kol kvudah basmalach p'nima, that a woman belongs indoors, p'nima. So Taka very nice, she wants to go influence them, but it's... But the Rebbe says, "I will alpi pidish Rashi parshasenu." The zeshen nafla beyachchem haya einish liyakav al zeshen mana meisav yeshleimah she begufiyatziyasa la haya inim biltiratz. According to Rashi, you see clearly that she had to be exposed to Esav. What about kolkvod the basmalach pnima? So it seems you could say that in her going out, it was not negative. Al derech itziyas leya shahaisa lemaliyusa b'shleimus leya. There's no criticism on leya. Itaka doesn't bring that rash. Oh, that's Siv Gimel. Siv Gimel, he's going to ask what's the Shaykh's. You can give credit to Yaakov. Yaakov didn't want Dina to have this type of influence. He hid her from Esav. So this you cannot tribute to Yaakov. The union of going out to Shechem is a quality that she bequeathed from her mother, Leah, who was a Yatsonis. So it's not negative, it's positive, and it's attributed precisely to a relationship with her mother, like mother, like daughter. But this is still requires explanation. What's the connection? I can understand you say Dina went out for this purpose, like we see with the story of Asaph. But you're comparing it to Leah. That Leah went out, Dina went out. Besides the fact that both goings out are positives, there's no connection. Where did she get this from? Leah went out because she wanted to have more children. She wanted to build Yaakov's family. She wanted to build Klal Yisrael. 
What's the connection of that 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 inspired and somehow generated the behavior of Dina, who had the power to change Esav, and went out to Shechem to transform B'nai Saharitz. And you say, this she got from Leia. Where is there any thematic connection, any thematic relationship? Obefrat, the question is stronger. It says the eyes of Leah were weak. So what does Rashi say? Why were her eyes weak? The famous Rashi in Vayetzeh. Esav was weeping. I'm sorry, Leah was weeping. Why? Because everybody was saying, Rivka has two daughters, Rivka has two sons, and her brother Lavan has two daughters, they're first cousins. The older son is a good shidduch for the older daughter. The younger son for the younger daughter, Esav for Leah, and Yaakov for Rachel. By Leia, you see clearly she didn't want a relationship with Yaakov. She could have also thought, I'll change him around, what's the problem? So you see, Leia didn't want that. She wanted Yaakov, and she got it. She ended up with Yaakov, not with, not with, not with Esav. And here we're saying that this quality of Dina, that she could transform Esav, and she went out to Shechem, the first person to go out to Shechem to change the culture of the daughters in Shechem. She got this from Leah. When we see Leah loathed, Leah recoiled from the thought even that she might end up with Esau. I, Leah, went out. She went out to build up her family. What's the connection? The Habir Bazad explanation is on a deeper level, a deeper understanding, a reflection of how it worked with the Imayas, with Rachel and Leah and the Shemot. Now here goes a whole beer on an essential difference between Leah and Rachel, and therefore an essential result of their children, their children is, and this will explain the connection of Dina and Leah. And the main thing, the main, the, an important preface to understand this is this. Many things that we have, we have directly from our parents, but the way they are in our parents are very subtle. They're not articulated, they're not clear. And then when they come into the next generation, those very subtle qualities emerge in very powerful clarity. They're articulated in a very clear and unambiguous way. In the parents, it's still more, very, more dacistic. It's more edel. It's more fine. But the quality you could trace back to the parents. It just comes out in a more blatant way. No, Milas and Chesreinus. No, but sometimes you see they only have the Chesreinus. And you could even look with your own parents, you'll see, but that is a lot of qualities that you have in a very blatant way. It's there subtly in parents and subtly in grandparents and great-grandparents. Huh? Yeah, it goes on. It goes on, yeah. Habib is up in Pnei Misenyana. Afalpi, Afalpi, Shekol Shloisha Sa'avus. Avram Mitzik Vyakov the Klein Bashem Avis, Kamaiman Azal Ankur and Avis El Shloisha. The Gemara famously says, Fathers is reserved only for three people. We have lots of heroes and lots of role models, but fathers only three. Ankur and Avis El Shloisha. You could have made also Reuven Shimon Levi Yehuda Avis. No, it stops. Yaakov, that's it. No more. Mikoma Kaimish Maila Biyaksim shall call you Srola Yaakov in Lagabiyakas Lavram Vyitzchak. There's something unique about our relationship to Yaakov versus Avram and Yitzchak. Why? Avram is also the father of all the Ishmaelite nations. And Yitzchak is also the grandfather of all the Edomite nations. 
Rome and Western culture and so forth belongs to Yitzchak as much as it belongs to uh, as much as it belongs to anybody else. Islam, Yishmael, belongs to Avram Avinu. Yaakov Avinu, each one of his children became the Jews. So when the Jews look at their Yichas, Avram and Yitzchak, of course, but there's something about Yaakov. We're not called Bnei Avram or Bnei Yitzchak. We're called Bnei Yisrael, the name of Yaakov. In other words, our name is traced back to Yaakov. All the divisions in the Jewish world all come back from Yaakov. But in Yaakov they were still very generic, very subtle. Lepoil, the division, started to come out in the twelve sons. Each son captured another ray, another component of Yaakov, and represents another strand, another trend, another derech in the children. Like, so all 12 come from the same father. Like, huh? like secular humanistic Judaism is... No, seriously. That's not Judaism. <laughs> it is. Why not? Why <laughs> The beginning of the division didn't begin with the father. There was only one father, but it began with the mothers. Because there were two mothers, or even more detailed, four. This is in sync with the biological contribution of a father and mother to birth. The, 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 the role of the father is, he gives one seed, that's it. Which is a tiny reality, which encompasses a large part of the fetus. Who takes that seed and develops it? and fleshes it out into many different limbs and organs. It's the mother who spends with the fetus nine months and then gives birth to it. So therefore we say also on a spiritual level, Yaakov is the tipa of Judaism. It's the sperm, it's the seed of life which encompasses the fetus. The mothers took that seed and already divided. This is arms and legs. So spiritually, Rachel took one component, Leah another one, Bill another one, Zilpa, and then it comes out in the children in a very clear, decisive, decisive way, which can also become divisive. It's a fascinating thing. If you read through Vayetze, you'll see every name is given only by the mothers. Why didn't Yaakov say anything about the name? Only one. It's an interesting thing. Reuven, Shimon, Levi, it's Kara. So Rashi says it wasn't, it was Hashem. But Yehuda, everyone, Mamish, only Yosef, only the Imoyas, why not Yaakov? So the Rebbe explains because the name represents the individual character of the child, not the generic character as part of the family, but the individual character. And the individuality was, it was something, it was a contribution more of the Imoyas because Yaakov, in Yaakov's world, there was still a general unity, the common denominator of them. The individuality was brought out much more through each mother. Is this also regular when there's only one mother? Yeah, he's saying that it's a general idea that the father gives the tipa and the mother, the mother brings out the, 
the, the individual qualities of the child. And therefore, Osa brings out the difference between children, just like she brings out in each child itself, the individual qualities of the child. So therefore, Osa brings out the difference between one child and another child. Or at least a sensitive to it. Although there's 12 pathways, as we said, generally there's two types of Jews. You asked what types. Generally there's two types of Jews. Tzadikim and Balichuv. Now, it doesn't mean here that there's a Jew who's born from, and there's a born, that's not what he means. He means as, an, as, a, as a spiritual and psychological description. That's what he explains in Barakats. When you say a Balchuva, you don't mean somebody who dafka sinned and left the path of Hashem and then does Tshuva. Tshuva is a certain system in Avoida. It's also about Tzadik. There's a person who essentially is a Balchuva. There's a person who's essentially a Tzadik. It doesn't have to do if you were from or not. It's a person who's born from, but he's a Balchuva. And there's a person who's born secular, but he's, he's bad some tzaddik. Of course, it also is a difference practically, but it has to do with a Seder and Avedis Hashem. It's two types of Jews. Avedis tzaddikim iba'olam hakadusha b'kim ha'tayda The tzaddik is somebody who his, his life, his identity, is submerged in the world of holiness. Tshuva is somebody whose who's, inyan is to transform. In other words, he's dealing with Ra, and he has to transform it to Teva. In simple terms, the tzaddik is exposed to a world of holiness. He deals within a very positive and holy, sacred realm. The Balchuva is somebody who confronts the opposite, who confronts evil, who confronts negativity, who confronts darkness. And the Balchuva is the person who must transform it, dig through it, work with it, sublimate it, and elevate it. It's a different pathway. One, works, one walks a straight path, and one walks a winding maze in life. It's a different pathway. One, walks, one has a serene cruise, and one has to deal constantly with gravel and rubble and, and rubbish and dirt and find the light over there and somehow transform it. It's a different system. Not bad or good. This is a general difference between the children of Leah and Rachel. What's, what's the source for it? The Zayar explains Arichis why the main part of the foundation of the Mizbech was in the part of Binyamin and Eretz Yisrael, not Yehuda. The Zoyer says Yehuda was one of the children of Leah. It says on them, they despised Yosef and they were all involved in selling him. The only two Shvatim that were not involved in hating Yosef were the children of Rachel. Yosef didn't hate himself, and Binyamin was his brother, wasn't involved in it. The children of Leah were Takabali Tshuva, they did Tshuva on it, but it's not like the Bnei Rachel who remained Sadiq. 
So this is a difference between Bnei Yaakov and Bnei Leia, and therefore you see that the Zoya says the Mizbech would not be in the primarily not in the part of Yehuda, because the Mizbech had to be in somebody who was always a tzaddik, not somebody who stumbled and failed and then came back to truth. So now you could say like this. You could say this difference in the Shvatim, they tat from their mothers. It's rooted in their mothers. The Leia Shayeches Lavedas Balitruva. Virachel Lavedas Tzadikim. Leia is connected to Balitruva. And Rachel to Tzadikim. And therefore it came out more explicitly in their children that the Bnei Leia, their job was dealing more with Ra. And the Bnei Yoy, the Bnei Rachel, their job was more Lavedas Tzadikim. This is the meaning of the description that the eyes, the eyes of Leah were weak and Rachel was beautiful. It doesn't only mean physically. It's a psychological and mental and emotional and spiritual description. Rachel is a beautiful person. She's perfect. Her shape is perfect. Without a blemish. Toyar the difference between your faith toyar and your fast mara. Toyar represents the actual physique of the limb, every limb, the physique of the body, the shape of every limb, the shape of every ava, the shape of every organ. It has the perfect picture. Picture perfect picturesque. It's a body that the physique, the shape, and every detail is beautiful. That's Toya. Mara is the countenance, face, but the beautiful face. Not the whole physique, but the seer of the ponim, the seer of the face. Rachel is both. On a spiritual level, that's the difference. Ramachmitz Vesesi are called the limbs, so perfection in all of the limbs, and in the face, connected to Shasaloisus. We learned before Ashi said Leah used to weep a lot. Why did she weep? Because Leah had to struggle. Leah had to struggle with her own, with her own complex dimensions. And this is the connection we learned yesterday in Torah that Leia is Almadis Kassir, Rachel is Almadis Galia. So Leia really is much deeper. Leia comes from a deeper and higher place than Rachel, he says in Torah But a much more. Leia, he says that Rachel deals with the conscious self, and Leia deals with the unconscious self. That's a question. Will Chayri asking Yosef when on the Mitzvah? Okay, we'll soon see. We'll soon see. So, so, so basically, what are we learning from here? Leah was a struggling soul. She was also a tzaddikus, but her tzitkus came with tshuva. She cried. What does it mean? She cried. She cried because she was struggling. She was tormented. Everything, nothing came easy for her. She had to deal with transformation, with dealing with, 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 with qualities and an environment and an internal identity that was difficult, that was complicated. And to find the light required work and labor and reorientation and transformation. And that's what Udabal Shuvah is. Rachel, Mara. Now it's interesting, the Rebbe doesn't bring, but it's best like this. 
and this is mamish, it, it, it's perfect with what it says, that Rachel, it's, I saw it once in a Kabbalah Sefer, that the gematria of Rachel is Vayihi Eir. 238 is the Gemara. There are many of Panu. He's one of the, he wrote a sefer called Asarim Amaris. It's brutal So he writes, Rachel is the Gematri of Ahi'er. Leah, Leah, the Shoirish of Leah in Hebrew, you know what Nila means? Nila in Hebrew. No, no, Nila. Exhausted. Leah in Hebrew means exhausted. You don't know that? Nila. Nila, yeah. In, in Lashon Kodesh, the Shoresh of Leah means tired, nila, exhausted. Why is her name exhaustion? This is the Indian. Because Leah's life is struggling. She was exhausted from herself. Rachel, on the other hand, means a sheep, a you. Rachel, we learned yesterday, Rachel in Hebrew is a sheep, a you. Which in animals is a very, very uh, placid, docile peaceful, submissive, its color is luminescent, very easy going animals, very easy to get along with a sheep, with a rachel. This is, so the very names indicate this difference. Yaakov loves rachel. Why? Who is Yaakov? We're going to see, Yaakov also had a brother. It's like a Valdekavarti. Yaakov and his brother... We're Rachel and Leah in a masculine form. Yaakov is a wholesome, innocent man who loves the tents. Yaakov, by his nature, was not oriented to go outside and transform it to Kedusha. in the face of a lot of discussion about Yaakov and Leah. One second. Wait, one second. This is the real pshat. Everyone used to say Leah goes to Esav and Yaakov goes to Rachel. So you could touch. It was Tom. That's what the rumor in the gas was. If that's the rumor, why was Leah crying? So people said you're going to marry Esav. So they said it was a mikvanayas. Pshat can decide. Why do you have to cry? So the Rebbe says, No, there was a truth to it. If you put Esav with Rachel, Rachel wouldn't know what to do with him. If you put Esav with Leah, Leah understood Esav. The reason Leah understood Esav was because Leah understood what it means to struggle like Esav, who had a very different role than Yaakov. So then why shouldn't she do it? Ah? Because Esau became the opposite of Leah. Leah was a person who struggled and became Tzadikus. Esau struggled and he saw the struggle as a justification that he's, a, he's destined to be a Rashi. He became a Rashi. It's the opposite of the trick. Ah? They were they had the same thing, but, Two, they, but, but they took an opposite direction. They didn't want to end up with them. Oh. But Yaakov naturally belongs with Rachel. Leah naturally can relate and accommodate and deal with Esau. Rachel with Esau, you put a shilch, sometimes you have a woman, she doesn't understand what the husband is going through. Doesn't understand him. Right? If you don't understand, you can't understand and respect what another person is going through, it's very hard to make a shidduch like that. You don't have to be that person, but you have to somehow be able to appreciate a little bit, or a lot, what that person is going through and make space for it. As 
as some of you know or don't know. But the point is that you have to be able to make space for another person, even if you're not that person. In your mind, you have to at least be able to respect that quirky dimension or that uh, those aberrations that some people have to struggle with. If not, if you're just a tzaddik, 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 then svet uh, gain, huh? If he's a tzaddik, then it's perfect. Then it's perfect. So that's what he says. Now we'll go back, we'll understand the same as by dinner. This quality of dinner to affect the outside comes from Leia. In the mother, it's still very subtle. In Leia, it's still more, it's hinted, it's, it's subtle. And therefore, Leia doesn't want to go to Esau. Like he said before, it comes from Leia, but it's still not very explicit. In the next generation, in the children, you have a split of 12, and one of them is Dina. So this quality of Leia comes out very explicitly in Dina, that she actually goes out to Shechem to see the Bnei Saaretz, because it's not her nature. She identifies with their struggles, she identifies a lot with their culture, with their, with their Weltanschauung, with their perspective. And she actually wants to influence them. She has a sprach with them. She has a, a, a language with them. Mashenk and Leia, practically speaking, she remains inside. Her contribution is Vatetse Leia only in, in pursuing Yaakov and building the family. But the subtle quality comes from Leia. Now, of course, here one would have to fill in what we discussed from other Sikhs and other places in Chsidis that. Leia could have married Esav, and Esav could have married Leia, but Leia decided she doesn't want to. And what happens, Lepoel Mamish is, Esav is a Rasha, and Leia is a Tzadikus. So Leia doesn't want to marry Esav. But of course, there's another part of the story, and that's what we learned last time, about Yaakov and Esav, and their own relationship. And this, and this explains, I believe, a, a, a extraordinary story, a fascinating story based on this Vart. And that is, it says in Medrash, in Medrash Rabbah, that when Yaakov married Leah, when, when, when Lovin deceived Yaakov and brought in Leah instead of Rachel, so in the morning it says, So he ran to Lovin and he said, Why did you deceive me? The question is, did Yaakov say anything to Leah or not? No, in the morning when he saw that she's Leah, did he say anything or he just ran to her father? We can all assume that he said something, but it doesn't say Chumash what he said. It's left up to our imagination. So the Madrish fills in the gap, as it usually does, and tells us what he said. It's brought in Madrish on the Pasuk, and it's also quoted in Das Kainim in Chumash Madrish said that Yaakov turned to Leah, and he said, you're a liar, the daughter of a liar. Your father's a liar? And he trained you well, you're also a liar. Last night I called you Rachel, you say, yeah. This morning I see you Leia, I say, Leia, you Leia. So Leia is Nishke Blibin Shuldekan Antfer. She tells Yaakov, 
Every student has a master, a teacher. My father and I both had very good teachers. Yaakov says, who's the teacher? They said there was an old man who, she says, who wanted to bless his oldest son. Came the youngest son and went in. And his father asked him, who are you? He said, I'm somebody else. I'm Asaph. And he took the blessings. We learned from you how to lie. And that's the end of the conversation. That's what it says in Medrash. At first glance, huh? <laughs> great first morning, yeah. Shavuot must have been excited. At first glance, at first glance, it looks like a classic Jewish couple hurling, hurling insults against each other. Yaakov says one thing, so she says, <laughs> "I could stech you in return as well." And and what a stech, and how. But the real question is, it seems a little babyish, because Yaakov has a good taina. Why do you lie? So Leah says, you also lied. <laughs> Fine, so since somebody lied, so therefore you're allowed to lie. Yaakov, why do you deceive me? Why do you go along with your father? You lied to your father. So what is it? It's just an immature conversation. And these are the others in the Emmaus. This is the father of Christ, this is the mother of Christ. How do we understand it? The Emmaus is that without chassidus, it's very hard to go through the story doesn't really make sense. But here, here with this beer, and based on other explanations, other places, it actually we can understand at least part of the story. Because what happens is, Esav and Yaakov were both destined to serve Hashem through their own individual ways. As we discussed in previous weeks, Yaakov through Avedis HaTzadikim, and Esav through Avedis HaTzadikim. Yaakov through dealing with holiness, and Esav through going out to the world, Yedei HaTzadikim Sad. But what happens, L'Poyal Mamish, is that Esau never, never lives up to his, to his calling. So what happens? Yaakov ultimately has to fulfill also Esau's role in the world. When Rivka dresses up Yaakov in the clothes of Esau, she's not only physically dressing him up in the clothes of Esau, she's also spiritually giving him a piece of Esau's identity. He's now becoming a shtikal Esau. Because if Esav gets the brachas, he will squander them. It's like giving a drug addict money for rehabilitation. He'll just squander the money. Esav needs to get the blessings, but through Yaakov. Yaakov has to now assume also Esav's role and get his blessings. And one day he will refine Esav and give him back his brachas. So when he puts on Esav's clothes, he becomes a shtikal Esav on one level. When he says to Yitzchak, There's a truth to it. And now Yaakov has to assume both roles. He has to deal with Yaakov's Avoida, and he has to deal with Esav's Avoida, until the time is ready for Esav's Birur, and then he can give Esav back his brachas. But till then, now Esav has a dual role, and that's what makes Jewish Yaakov, and that's what makes Jewish life very complicated, because he has to fulfill also Esav's role. There is the Esav in Yaakov, and there's the Yaakov in Yaakov. So now, after Leah gets married to Yaakov, in the morning, Yaakov asks her, why did you lie to me? Leah says, it has nothing to do with me, it has to do with you. The moment you got dressed up like Esau, and you told your father you're Esau, at that moment you determine that you're going to have two wives. Because Leah belongs to Esau. So the Yaakov in you has to marry Rachel. But the Leah in you, the Esau in you, that's connected to Leah. Huh? The, the, the story says in Madrash Rabbah, based on, based on these Yisoydas, <laughs> it's a very clear explanation. It's clear. 
You want to have mamash amokka? <laughs> so if you look in different chesidish svarim, you have it. The svasema says a word. Other svarim say it. The pardis Yosef brings from different makayrus. But it's over what Dina has to affect Esau. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's Leah wasn't stum insulting him. Leah was explaining to Yaakov what is going on here. The moment you became Esau, you chose Leah for yourself. Now there's two elements in you. Ataka, you'll see Yaakov will also have two names. There'll be Yaakov and there'll be Yisrael. There's the Yaakov, there's a part of him that's connected to Rachel, there's a part of him that's connected to Leah. That's the Yisrael. So where did Dina get this from? Dina got this quality from Leah. Now the Rebbe goes right. Now it's already the same. Although Lepoyal, it didn't turn out nicely, the Maise with Dina. The reason is it was a punishment for Yaakov. Which means that without that, her actual going out wasn't negative. Because she, her intention was The fact that she went out with good intentions actually expressed itself. That her objective was actually fulfilled at least somewhat of it. Why? The whole city of Shechem, the children of Yaakov, <laughs> will pile on them. They should circumcise, which at that time, that was an union of Giyur. Now it's obvious that this gear wasn't only for the men who attack and killed, but also for the women and the daughters. <laughs> In order that the, 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 the yearning, the desire of that tzaddikah should be fulfilled. So although they didn't go to heaven as Goyim, they went to heaven as Yidin. In other words, before they were killed, they had a bris. They were the first ones to kill the Kiddush Hashem. <laughs> It says, Taka, the strong market, because it says in Kabbalah that in Shechem there were 24,000 people. And they were reincarnated into 24,000 members of Shimon. In Parshish Pinchas, the whole Maisa with the, 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 the daughters of the, the Chevet Shimon that went out to be Mizana with the Benois Mayav, the story with Zimri and Cosby Basur, so, and they were killed in Amagefa, says that those 24,000 of Shimon that died in the Magefa, so it says like this, Zimri, ba, Zimri was a Gilgal of Shechem, and Cosby was a Gilgal of Dina, and therefore they craved each other, because Dina and Shechem had a Shaykhis already before, and not only that, it goes even further, so ultimately, it was also not the right time, now Dina and Shechem weren't stamped disconnected from each other, Dina and Shechem, there was a connection there in the Neshama, the Al-Sheikh writes that the Torah keeps on saying, that the, the Shechem's nefesh craved Dina. That it wasn't stam body to body. 
There were sparks in Dina that were connected to him. The Al Shech writes, and Hamer was trying to convince Yaakov that it's a good shidduch because of that, because their souls are connected. But it wasn't the right time, it wasn't the right place, it wasn't the right context. Sometimes an attraction to something, and there's something there, but, but it's not going to work. It's, it's going to be too much destruction, too much havoc. So later they come down again in Zimri and Cosby. And the 24,000 of Shevet Shimon are a gilgal of the 24,000 people of Shechem, because since they were circumcised at a shaykh as the Kla Yisrael, they came down again in Shimon. And they were attracted to Bnois Mayav. And Zimri was attracted to Gosby. But here again, it was not halachic. He was Jewish. Zimri was Jewish. He was the Nasi of Shimon. And Gosby wasn't Jewish. Just like before, it was the other way around. Din and Shechem. And then it says that the Tikkun was Nishlam. It's a fascinating thing. In Rabbi Akiva and Rachel. Rabbi Akiva was also a Gilgal of Shechem ben Chamer. And Rachel was a Gilgal. Was, Yaakov was... No, Akiva was a Gilgal of Yaakov. B'Sha'as you have in Gilgulim... Because it's different elements of the person. So, and Rachel was a Gilgal of Dina. And in there, the Tikkun was Nishlam. And the 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva were the 24,000 people of Shechem. That's what it says in Kabbalah. They and their tikkun was Nishlam. Ah? They died again too. Over there. But that was their tikkun was Nishlam. Leinagu Kavad Zebazeh was the students of Rebbe Akiva. And that's why it says in Gemara, Rebbe Akiva said that when I was, when I was at Amaretz, I used to say, If you'll give me a Tamad Chachem, I'll bite him like a Chamer. Because he had a Shaykhis with Chamer, who was the father of Shechem. So he said, The Gemara says, Why didn't he say, I'll bite him like a dog? Well, it says, Because a dog, when he bites, doesn't break a bone. A Chamer, when he bites, and he really bites, breaks a bone. But Rabbi Akiva had a psashaychus to Chamer. That's from Rabbi Akiva's side. And then on the other side, he had Rachel, so that was another guild. So the point, this is all the point here, that Dina's ambition and objective wasn't completely, wasn't completely uh, uh, neglected. And he says, <laughs> All the daughters of Shechem, where did they go to? They all joined, Klal Yisrael. So here you see a Kiddush. What happened to all of them? They weren't killed. The Bnei Shechem, not the males of Shechem. Where were they taken? They were taken to Bnei Yaakov. So in that sense, not just the men were circumcised and they died as part of Giyur, but the daughters actually continued to live as part of the family of Yaakov. Yep, there were thousands of no. no, they didn't last in the Jewish people, but they themselves, huh? Well, that's a question all of them. I mean, everybody that Avram brought in didn't last, and Yitzchak, none of them lasted, only remained with one family. It didn't last, it didn't last the next generation. All, all the gatim that Avram made, what happened to them? Nothing. They, they, they assimilated, they went back. Well, Mikan, from this is Eidol and Shei Yisrael. Here's Eidol to Jewish women. The Torah says that every prince, the daughter of a king, her covet is prima indoor inside. Their primary role is to build a home, and for this they have to remain internally prima, because to build a nurturing home, if you're t- if you're totally extroverted. Your home becomes, it's, it's not a safe environment, it's not a wholesome environment. A home needs a certain wholesomeness. 
women who were given the qualities that they could influence outside, this quality has to be used in Eifin of Sizz, the Kadev, as Halavavis, Lavedis Hashem, Lahakza Benesis Salon, and Tsoiz Bechutz Lamutav. Now that he's learning from Dina, everyone has to learn a lesson. Since we see from Rashi that it was a positive thing, so it's a lesson for everybody that those who have that quality should actualize it. But Afshem Muvan Uposhet, Shishtadl Zutzichelis, Kayayas Labasis, all by Fensanua, but Achebayitzis, Bechutz Sarachlis, Nikola, the Kalk for the Basmalach Pnim, even when she goes out, you have to be able to see on her. That Kolkvud Basmalach Pnima, that everyone's taich, Kolkvud Basmalach Pnima means that even when a woman is outside, that's how he's taiching, even when a woman is outside, what's, what should be sensed in her is a Pnimi is the cat. The way she deals with things in a more often of Pnimi is the cat. It's more internal. Together with the ultimate Zahidus and Tsniyas. She ought to bring back the daughters of Israel who are fablonja, who are lost. It's the other way around. The nature of kiruv and softness of women actually helps them be matzliach in kiruv tavaytes Hashem more than men. You see it practically. When you use a feminine approach, more pleasant to be makan of somebody, it's more successful. It's more it's more internalized. It permeates them more, and it also endures longer. Rather than the effect through debates and battling. Which is the masculine nature. The Gemara says, a man by nature, his nature is to conquer. Conquer means you overwhelm something and you make it yours. In relationships it would mean, you know, confrontation, debates, war. The feminine aspect is more pnima. It's more a, a subtle and in, internal approach, and that's more successful. Since Hashem gave them this quality. So such a God has to be maximized. L'chayr de Vart is that it's a fakert. Because Yosef was completely avaydus at tzaddikim, therefore he could go down to such a place and be remain unscathed. It says L'moshal, it says L'moshal from the Maggid that about Tshuva practically has to be more careful than a tzaddik which environments he's going to go to. Why? Because, because since he's vulnerable, he's been there so on the contrary, on one level he can deal with it, but on another level he also can't deal with it. You know what I mean? Because it's going to grab him, because it's there. A tzaddik is completely in a different world, so put him there, he remains unscathed by it. With the Baal Shuvah... So the Chayim Mitzrayim wasn't the Indian of Bitter, you could say. Mitzrayim wasn't the Indian of Bitter. Yosef went down there and he survived Mitzrayim because he was a tzaddik, but his Indian wasn't to be a Mitzrayim. That's, I mean, 
That was the Jews later, not Yosef. Not Yosef. Okay, but Yaakov, on the other hand, is not like that. Yaakov went down to Lavan, that was the end of Bidun. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but only one. What? Like his mother. Bechlal, the only one who's called Sadiq is Yosef, Yosef at Sadiq. Nobody else is called a Sadiq. Even Yaakov, even Avram, even Moshe. The only one who's called a Sadiq is Yosef. But Lechayda, that's the word. That, that the Shvatim, it says even that the Shvatim remained shepherds because they wanted to be isolated. Why? Because that's what they needed. In other words, you're vulnerable, yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's not so vulnerable. It doesn't have to do. Fakert. The Balshuva goes away from the world more. You remember we learned once the difference of Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva? Huh? We had the same discussion then. Rabbi Shmuel was Avedis at Sadikim. Rabbi Akiva was Avedis at Balshuva. He said, Rabbi Akiva said, Allah Hain. He wanted to leave the world. Because that's the Vart. The Vart is, he struggled with it. So he escaped it. Rabbi Shmuel could be more at peace with the world, because it's L'Chadchila, not an enemy. You understand what I'm saying? He comes from a different perspective. He sees it with different lenses. So in a way, he doesn't deal with it in such a nitty-gritty way, because... He didn't stumble with it. On the other hand, he can go to places the Balchuvah can go. Because he, he, his prism is very pure. That's the difference. So it depends which angle you're talking about. Depends which perspective. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.